0: Well, good day, friends. Welcome to Tuesday and to the last day of January. Can you believe it? We are well into 2023, and we've had just a great month at Emmanuel. So, so thankful every day for God's new mercies every morning. And the stories, the stories this month have just been so encouraging. Um, I, can't, I don't even have time to tell them to you, but um, it seems like every day, every other day, I'm meeting someone or hearing or being shared a story of someone that came to Christ uh, through one of our church family members, through one of our services, through our live stream, through something like this. And it's just wonderful. So when you turn on the news feed, which is specifically designed to alarm you and to entertain you by holding you hostage with bad news, you just remember that God is sovereign and working in providence and power all over the world. And uh, right near you, he's working. And in fact, he's active in your life. You may not hear him. You may not see him. You may wonder what's going on, but he is absolutely active. So thanks for joining me for today's episode of Enough for Today. We are in Psalm 71, and we're going to spend a few minutes pressing a little deeper into this. So we've covered the first three verses. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never to be put to confusion. Deliver me in thy righteousness. That That's sort of a gospel prayer, right? And cause me to escape. Incline thine ear unto me and save me. Be thou my strong habitation. We talked about this yesterday. Whereunto I may continually resort. Thou hast given commandment to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. I didn't talk much about the end of that verse yesterday. Thou hast given commandment to save me. Just think about this. We're in this moment in between. You know, it's it's like... Uh, when we know we're saved, if we've trusted Christ, and if you haven't, you need to. Um, and we know time is unwinding, and we know there's an end. Um, and, and in the Christian's life, in the believer's life, it's it's sort of like already not yet. We're already saved, but we're not yet complete. Like we're not yet with him in heaven or with him in the new kingdom, in our new bodies. So our salvation, you could say, is sort of in this transitional period. We're completely exonerated and justified with God. We're in this phase of growth and sanctification in the kingdom of Jesus growing all around us. Um, and one day it will be culminated. And in that culmination, that's really the reference here is you've given commandment to save me. This is I want you to think of this from a royal perspective. The king has given commandment for a prisoner to be released. Uh, he's given commandment the, 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 the edict, the victory, the triumph has been released, um, but the, the news is being delivered. Your deliverance is being delivered, okay? Uh, you're in process. Um, Thou art my rock and my fortress. So until then, we're gonna stand in Christ. We're gonna rest on the rock that is our God. Look at verse four. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the hand of the unrighteous, and the cruel man. Now, this is so encouraging to me because I know when I look out at the landscape of our globe, the world is filled with unrighteous and cruel men. The world is filled with, frankly, wicked men. Now, your immediate family may be believers, you may be surrounded by people that um, are well meaning um, and, and well intended, but the fact is, there's a lot of wickedness in the world. Um, we see it every day all around us in the newsfeed, and, and really all over the world, politically, geopolitically. There's a lot of wickedness. Uh, I watched a movie this past week about World War I, and it was the saddest, I think it was the saddest movie I've ever seen. I love um, true history. I love reading books that read more like novels, but they're true. You know, some historical account of something or movies that are along the same lines. Um, events that really happened, dramatized and, and brought forward and I watched that movie and I just thought the, the butchery and the debauchery and the, the waste and the bloodshed and the brutality uh, of, of just the last century, just the 1900s, um, it, it's, you, it just blows the idea of evolution um, off the charts. We weren't better in the 1900s and we're not better now. Um, wickedness increased um, and, and things were bad. So yeah, we're surrounded by evil and wickedness and unrighteous and cruel men. But all of that is, number one, it's on a timeline because God has determined the boundaries of time. Number two, it's on a short leash in terms of God's eternal purposes. Evil can only go so far and can only do so much. And he is restraining, he is uh, moderating to a point. You say, well, why doesn't he resolve it? Well, yet, the, an- the, the real, the, the only biblical answer we have for that is that he is not slack concerning his promise, but is long-suffering to we're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So, we, so he is determined that the move of grace and mercy is the right move for right now. Well, for grace and mercy to prevail, you must um, prolong judgment. You must have long suffering in the near term. The good news is that's just for now. That's not forever. And there is grace and mercy. And what hope would we have if there weren't? Okay, so about the time we think we want God to intervene and fix everything and bring evil and wickedness to its grand conclusion, stop and think about what if he had done that before you trusted Christ and, uh, and who's next? who's yet to be uh, brought into the kingdom. So the, the encouragement of verse four is that I can entrust my deliverance, my soul's salvation, my immediate situation and circumstances, my long view of life. I can trust entrust all of my need for deliverance to my God, and he will. Rescue me and preserve me and protect me from the hand of the wicked and out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man, one way or another, I'm safe. Jesus said, all they can do is kill your body. Don't be afraid of people that can kill your body. Have a greater fear, reverence, awe, wonder for him that could kill body and soul. In other words, uh, rejoice and trust in his salvation and let um, let your body run its course on this natural earth because you have an eternal body. You have a new body. You have a body that can never be destroyed. So deliverance, we think of it in short-term perspective, like I want to be delivered from cancer. I want to be delivered from this immediate threat. I want to be delivered politically, geopolitically. I want to be delivered uh, lots of different ways. But God's deliverance is comprehensive. It's eternal. It's grand. There's, there's a near deliverance and an extreme ultimate deliverance. And really in both cases, we can count on God to to protect us. Let's read verse five and then we'll we'll leave off for today. For Thou art my hope, O Lord God. Thou art my trust from my youth. Here it is again, trust. Here it is again. This de- declarative. This I love this psalmist, whoever he is, she is, because um, he's preaching to himself, um, reminding himself wherever he is, whatever stage of life, whatever situation. You are my hope, O Lord God. You're my trust from my youth. I decided when I was a youth, what is what he's saying, you're my God. I'm putting everything in you. I'm trusting and entrusting myself 100% to you. You are my hope. I'm not going to find temporal hope in fragile things. I'm not going to anchor or embed my heart into temporary things. I am going to place all of my trust and all of my hope in you, my God. Oh, my friend. What a great meditation for Tuesday and for every day. And that certainly is enough for today. So have a great day. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you tomorrow. Don't forget, groups launch tomorrow night at 7 o'clock.